Welcome to the last day of the fiscal year of 2023, a day that perhaps could use a few carols and celebrations to mark the occasion. Perhaps such things will occur in the future, if Charlottesville Community Engagement can return to full form. Either way, this is also the 550th edition of a newsletter and podcast intended to bring people information about things happening as we head into a summer holiday slowdown. I'm Sean Tubbs. On today's program, UVA reacts to yesterday's Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action. One of Albemarle County's swimming lakes is closed due to an algae bloom. A very small percentage of Albemarle County's population responds to a survey on the comprehensive plan. Two groups seeking to promote entrepreneurship receive $300,000 from the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. And new pickleball courts are coming to Farmington. And more development news from Albemarle County. In today's first Patreon-supported shout-out, one Patreon supporter wants you to know that Charlottesville now has an e-bike lending library. E-bikes are a great way to get around the community, but there are many brands and styles to choose from. Because many e-bikes are sold online, it can be a challenge to try an e-bike before buying one. The Charlottesville e-bike lending library is a free, not-for-profit service working to expand access to e-bikes in the area. They have a small collection of e-bikes that are lent out to community members for up to a week for free. You can experience your daily commute, go grocery shopping, or even bike your kids to school, and decide whether e-bikes are right for you. Check out the service at www.ebikelibrarycville.org. Yesterday, the United States Supreme Court ruled that higher education institutions cannot use race as a factor in deciding who will be admitted as a student. The 6-3 ruling in Students for Fair Admissions v. President and Fellows of Harvard College reversed a lower court ruling that upheld the practice. University of Virginia President Jim Ryan and Provost Ian Baucom immediately sent out a statement stating that the institution is still evaluating how the opinion will change the practices at UVA. The statement states that UVA will continue to follow the law, but will do everything within their legal authority to recruit and admit a class of students who are diverse across every possible dimension and to make every student feel welcome and included at UVA. Further information about how UVA will respond will be released later this summer. For more information on the ruling and the precedents that set up to it, UVA Today has a question and answer session with UVA law professor Deborah Hellman. There's a link in the newsletter. A rapid growth of cyanobacteria in the lake at Mint Springs Valley Park near Crozet has led to the prohibition of swimming there for the time being. However, hiking trails, fishing, and boating are still allowed. Here's a press release that was sent out this morning. There have been no reported health problems. However, the Department of Parks and Recreation closed the lake after test results showed harmful algae present. The beaches at Walnut Creek and Chris Green Lake are not closed at this time. Chris Green Lake was closed late last July due to an algae bloom. Here's a section from the website of the Virginia Department of Health. Most algal blooms are not harmful, but some do affect fish and humans, as well as other animals like birds and marine mammals. This current incident is not currently listed on the VDH's map of known algae blooms across the state. 
Albemarle County remains in the second of a four-phase effort to update its comprehensive plan to prepare for a future projected to have thousands of more residents. The current estimate from the Weldon Cooper Center is 115,495 people in Albemarle as of last July 1st, with a current projection of 138,525 by 2044. The comprehensive plan update is being called AC44 to reflect the target year of 2044. The first set of results are in for the first round of public input for the second phase. Here's a section from an email sent out this morning. The AC44 team reviewed community input from the first round of engagement in phase two. From 532 questionnaire responses, six pop-ups in each magisterial district, and approximately 130 participants in 15 community chats. That response rate is roughly around 0.4% of the total population. A summary of the responses has also been sent out. Question 10 sought to gauge concern about housing affordability in the future. 74 respondents were very concerned, 217 were somewhat concerned, and 231 were not concerned at all. All of the data from the full questionnaire are also available for review on the AC44 website. The vast majority of respondents live in single-family homes and own their homes. A second set of surveys is currently open with responses taken through July 14th. In all, there are four subject areas. These are draft criteria for future development areas expansion, draft activity centers in the development areas, rural crossroads communities, and rural interstate interchanges. There will also be a virtual open house on July 12th that will double as a joint meeting of all of the community advisory committees in Albemarle County. You can register for that meeting in a link in the newsletter. A proposal to create a regional strategy to promote entrepreneurship in the region has been awarded a $300,000 grant from the Virginia Department of Housing and Community Development. The Community Investment Collaborative and Venture Central will use the Growing Opportunity funding for the Regional Entrepreneurship Initiative. Here's a section from the notice of awards that was sent out this morning. This project will engage a broad range of stakeholders in the region, inventory available resources and small business funding sources, and develop actionable strategies to increase the rate of new business formation and improve survival rates for early stage businesses in urban and rural areas. The geographic scope for the initiative covers what's known as Region 9, which covers Albemarle, Culpeper, Fauquier, Fluvanna, Louisa, Madison, Nelson, and Orange, the city of Charlottesville, and the town of Culpeper. For more on Region 9, you can take a look at their annual report from fiscal year 2022. Anticipate a story on the next annual report when it's ready in the near future. Region 8 covers communities to the west. The Shenandoah Community Capital Fund was awarded $395,067 for a project called the Capacitor Incubator. These services will include validation stage development services, a physical working location hub, and connecting entrepreneurs to the broader entrepreneurial ecosystem resources, including capital. Now, back to the Region 9 award. Venture Central is a nonprofit formed in 2021 to encourage and promote people who want to turn an idea into a business. One of their programs is an Angel Academy that starts this October to expand awareness of the availability of capital funding. The Community Investment Collaborative is a nonprofit that seeks to connect would-be entrepreneurs with skills and resources. 
Their website states that they've helped create 153 businesses and created 317 full-time jobs. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement and in today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out. The Friends of Downtown Charlottesville spent the month of May with a series of events designed to promote Downtown in Bloom. One of the activities involved businesses decorating flower boxes for a competition. Now, Friends of Downtown Charlottesville have a tie for the winners. Both Central Place and Picasso Swig came in first with a tie of 110 votes each. Third place goes to Common House. Thanks to all for participating. Would you like to know what's happening today? Check out the event calendar on friendsofseville.org to learn what's on offer. Stay tuned for more events put on by Friends of Downtown Charlottesville and visit their website at friendsofseville.org. It has now been two years since Albemarle adopted a plan to increase the amount of housing units in the county. Housing Albemarle encourages the development of housing types other than single-family homes to meet demand for places to live. Here is the overarching goal of Housing Albemarle. Albemarle County's housing will be safe, decent, and sanitary, available to all income and age levels, located primarily in the development areas, and available equally to current and future county residents. At the time of the vote on July 7, 2021, supervisors did not approve a mandate that 20% of new units be designated as affordable, though signaled they would do so in the future. Here's Albemarle Supervisor Ned Galloway. He's the chair of the Central Virginia Regional Housing Partnership. The policy itself got put on hold until incentives could be designed to help the developers meet what the policy states needs to happen. Another step that is delayed is to establish a minimum affordability period of 30 years for rental units and 40 years for sale units. There have been multiple work sessions on this topic. You can take a look at all those old stories in a link in the newsletter. The Central Virginia Regional Housing Partnership is poised to help with the creation of an incentives or a grant program or something that would allow that mandate to be finally enacted. The entity run by the Thomas Jefferson Planning District will hold a roundtable on July 12th at the North Fork Discovery Park. The public is allowed to attend and make public comment. Here's Ian Baxter, a planner with the Thomas Jefferson Planning District. Over the last few weeks, we solicited uh, input from the partnership members about who we should invite. So selected developers, uh, nonprofit developers. Um, so we tried to cast as wide a net as possible. Attendees will be asked to read through the Housing Albemarle document in advance and have been asked to fill out a survey. It's basically their top three developer incentives. The roundtable will result in a memo that will be forwarded to the Board of Supervisors to help with their deliberations. More from the Central Virginia Regional Housing Partnership in the next edition of this program. Now, this newsletter and podcast has goals, and one of them is to let the public know as soon as possible what's going to be built and where. It's been a while since I've had a chance to look through what's coming up in Albemarle County. Here are some of those items. There is a site development plan for a new airport auto at the intersection of US-29 and Northside Drive on land zoned for heavy industrial. This would be for automotive repair as well as tire sales, but not self-storage. 
that had been proposed in a pre-application, but the developer was told that is not an approved use in heavy industrial land. The civil engineer for the project is line in grade. There are plans to add two buildings at the existing commercial center at 2030 Avon Court, just across Moores Creek from Charlottesville city limits. There is an existing 22,500-square-foot building that will be converted from office space to manufacturing space. The two new buildings would be for laboratory and manufacturing space. The civil engineer is line and grade. Farmington Country Club has plans to build a tennis and fitness building that would include eight pickleball courts. The civil engineer on that project is W.W. Associates. The Rivanna Water and Sewer Authority has submitted plans for a pump station for raw water from Ragged Mountain Reservoir between Reservoir Road and Foxhaven Farm. There would be a new entrance, fencing, and landscaping. An application for a zoning clearance has been filed for the former Kingswood Christian Preschool to become the Christian Avenue Christian Preschool. Imbibe Solutions, a company that conducts quality control tests on fermentation for alcoholic beverages, will take over the space in Liberty Hall in Crozet, formerly occupied by Crozet Eye Care. The application states there will be three employees. The space formerly occupied by the hair cuttery in Stonefield will become a new business called Clean Juice. And finally, a new restaurant called Crozelli, operated by HNC Catering LLC, will open up in Piedmont Place in Crozet. Their website states they are coming soon. the end of this particular edition is now. This is the first regular podcast in about nine days, I think. It has been a time of great change in my family, and at some point, I hope it will all inform my reporting. I have a sense we all need to take better care of each other, and I've had my eyes open. The goal of my journalism is always to open people's eyes and minds to what's happening around them and encouraging readers and listeners to think things through. I'm grateful to have made it this far and hope soon I'll be able to settle in to the capacity I know I'm capable of when times are more stable. I am grateful because hundreds of you are supporting the work either through Substack or Patreon. All of this supports Town Crier Productions, a business that exists to provide me a way to get this material out as often as I can. And of course, if you sign up for Ting at a link in the newsletter and enter the promo code community, you're going to get free installation, second month for free, and a $75 gift card to the downtown mall. Thank you very much for listening. When's the next one? I don't know. Check it out and see for yourself by continuing to check the feed. Goodbye. Goodbye.